Hey everyone, Mario Barecki here, and I am known as the Conversation Guy. I'm also the founder of MediaMar, and at MediaMar, we help thought leaders craft and distribute conversations that convert. I believe everything starts with a conversation. I believe conversations are the most powerful way to create connections, to create relationships, and to create opportunities with each other. So everything has a basis in conversation. And on this podcast that you're about to listen to, I'm going to have 10-minute conversations with thought leaders to do just that, create relationships, create opportunity, but more importantly, to convey value, value from them and their perspective and how they operate on a daily basis, and to really tell a story that can bring some value and positivity tips, tricks, ideas, what have you, to your life to make it better. So sit back, relax, buckle in. It's going to be a wild ride. I know those things don't quite go together. Sit back, relax, and buckle in. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to get the conversation started right now. And as always, don't forget, if you like what you hear, please rate and review our podcast. It is my honor and privilege to bring back onto the line Marisa Ferrara. We had such a great conversation on the last episode. So before I introduce her again, if you missed yesterday's episode, or if you missed the earlier episode, go back, listen to that, get yourself caught up. We'll still be here when you get back. But she's an empowerment coach and mentor, and she's passionate about helping men and women who struggle with conflict and drama in family relationships create healthy, loving boundaries with their family so they can stand in their power and authentically express themselves. She's a number one international best-selling author. Her book is titled "Magnify Your Magnificence: Your Pathway to the to the Life and Relationships You Truly Desire." And you can find more about her at her website magnifyyourmagnificence.com. So go there. You can connect with her across all social media, grab a copy of her book while you're there. Marisa, welcome back. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be back. It's great to have you back. And after our fascinating conversation in the earlier episode about, you know, creating boundaries, really listening, having clear communication, something came up that we we're kind of chatting about, chatting about a little bit. And I want to I want to bring it up again so we can go a little deeper in it. And that topic is triggers and conflict. And I want to mention, <laughs> it's funny for what it's kind of, it's not really a paradox, but it's just weird. The word for me personally, the word trigger is a trigger because I hear so many people using it all the time saying that really triggered me or I was triggered by this and I get it. It's a real thing, but it almost makes me think that a lot of people use quote unquote, I'm using air quotes, triggers to kind of give them a reason to justify their behavior or justify something that they may or a feeling they may or maybe shouldn't have had or an, an action they maybe shouldn't have taken by saying, well, that triggered me. It makes it seem like it wasn't their fault or they don't have to take responsibility for that. So the word trigger for me is a little bit of a trigger because it's like just become <laughs> such a commonplace thing. So anyway, that's my rant. Sorry about that, but I'm going to turn it over to you because you're the expert. Oh, that's great. I love that you said that because, you know, it, that is one way of looking at it, right? Somebody could use that as an, as an excuse to justify, you know, how they feel or their actions. But I see it as a very, in a very different way. To me, recognizing our triggers is an opportunity to take responsibility, not to fluff it off. And I think it's important to let go of the whole idea of blame. I think that's something that really gets in the way of really handling conflict in a positive and constructive way. Because when you're looking for who's to blame, then you don't, nobody wins because it just goes back and forth and the conflict will just continue. So I always tell my clients, just forget about the blame game. Nobody's to blame because let's just 
take it out of the equation completely. And so when you're triggered, what I like to say is take responsibility, recognize when you're triggered, but then look at what is the trigger. Because when there's conflict, yes, you are triggered, but that doesn't mean it's the other person's fault. I like to say that triggers are and conflict are actually opportunities to heal and to create more meaningful connections because it gives us a clue. When we've been triggered, it tells us where we still have wounds inside of us that have yet to be healed. So that's where we can take responsibility. So I I will say sometimes if I'm triggered, you know, by my husband, I'll say, wow, that really triggered me, but not from a space of you triggered me. It's your fault. You shouldn't have said that, or you shouldn't have done that. It's like, Oh, what's, what's coming up for me? What am I actually feeling? What's going on deeper within me that's having me react or feel triggered by his comments or his actions? And so then when I can see that, when you can see what's really going on, then you have an opportunity to heal that. Because when people trigger you, it means that you've got unhealed wounds going on inside of you. So that's where the gift is. You know, it's not about avoiding these people. And that's what we, we tend to, to do. It's like, well, I'm not going to hang around with that person because they just trigger me all the time. And yet that's why you'll sometimes hear, you know, some. Sp- I'm not a spiritual guru, but sometimes you'll hear them say that the people that upset you the most uh, can actually be your greatest teachers. And I think that's what they mean by it is because we can see them as a threat or we can see them as, as a teacher that can show us uh, where we still have wounds within us that, that can be healed. Because once you've healed those wounds, it won't matter what anybody says or does. It won't trigger you anymore because we're going to recognize that whatever anybody says or does really has nothing to do with you anyways. It has to do with them and their own unhealed wounds, their own perceptions of the world, right? And so I think that's kind of funny that you mentioned that it triggers you to hear the word trigger. And and I can appreciate that if people use it as an excuse, but I, I say use it as an opportunity to, to heal and to create the relationships you want. Yeah. I think that, you know, in the past I've had experiences where people will do things that are hurtful or demeaning or whatever, and then they'll come back after the fact and be like, I was just what you did or what you said, just tri- and it may not even have anything to do with me. It may have been something that happened way in the past or way separated from whatever. And they'll say something like, well, I was just, you, you just triggered me by that. And it's like, well, that doesn't make it okay. No, not, it, it doesn't. You know what I mean, and it's yeah. like, I get it and I forgive you or whatever, but at the same time, I shouldn't have to keep a list of all your triggers and make sure I'm dancing around them. That's kind of the point, the feeling that I would get. Sure. No, and you're absolutely right. It's not it's not anyone's responsibility to act in a certain way so that we're not triggered. It's our job to heal our triggers so that we don't get triggered, right? That's where (laughs) taking responsibility comes from. So it's never someone else's responsibility to 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 walk on eggshells around you because they might you might explode if you say the wrong if thing, right? The other the other thing I'll mention is I found too when I personally get and we'll use the word triggered because that's I, I don't typically use that word, but since in the context of our conversation, when I get triggered, so to speak, it's typically not that I look at them as like the greatest teachers and maybe they are, but it's typically because there's something in them that I don't like because it's a deficiency that I see in me. Yes. And you know what I mean? It's a weakness or a shortcoming and it has nothing to do with them, but I see it and it reflects back to me what it probably looks like when someone else sees me and that upsets me. 
Yeah, that's exactly. It's great that you can actually see that because most people, uh, many people don't recognize that, that when we are triggered, it's because we do see something within the other person that's within ourselves, or they've activated a core wound that, you know, could be from the past that it's just, we might, we're not conscious of it either. It's just, we don't even know that we're reacting because of our past conditioning or past pain and suffering that's not been healed. We think it really is about the other person and what they're saying or doing or not saying or not doing. And that's why it's really important to, to recognize that it's never about the other person. It's always about us. And it doesn't mean we're at fault or we're to blame. Right. right? But in the grand scheme of things, right. Nobody has the power to make you feel or do anything. Right. Exactly. I mean, exactly. We think they do, but that's right. when we're giving our power away. Right. When we when we say it's somebody else's fault that we're upset or disappointed or angry because of someone else, then we've given our power away and we're acting in as a victim. And there really are no victims. Nobody can really victimize us in that way because we have the power to stand in our power and to speak our truth and to not allow others to speak to us in certain ways that are you know, unloving or whatever it is that they're doing, you can still stand in your truth. It's not about allowing people to just act, you know, in abusive ways towards you. That's not what it's about at all. That we can stand up and say, you know, I don't appreciate the way you're speaking to me right now. But we can do it from a heart and loving place, not from an angry place of how dare you speak to me like that. You know, I don't deserve to be spoken to like that. We can say, hey, the way you're talking to me right now, that's not that's not okay. Right. Well, that goes back to our conversation in the last episode where when you get defensive, it kind of creates more tension. Sure. Right. So by and the other person might get defensive because if you come into a conversation grounded, right, and you come mm -hmm. in like we talked about in the last episode, if you come in grounded and you make a comment like you just said from a heart centered place and you say, hey, I don't really appreciate when you talk to me that way that, you know. I, I deserve some respect or however you want to put that, you know, this mm -hmm. is what, how it makes me feel just explaining it, whatever mm -hmm. that might really quote unquote trigger the other person mm -hmm. because you're not giving them the type of feedback that they want and they feel blamed. Sometimes it, it gets people more upset to be blamed or not blamed, but to feel blamed in a heart centered way than it does to just be blown up on. Have you ever noticed that? Sure, sure. Because when you when you blow up with somebody, it help it, it gives them more ammunition, really, and gives them more justification to blow up back at you. But yeah. when you're standing in a centered place and you're being loving, and they're really agitated and upset, it it makes them feel worse about themselves to keep reacting towards you because you're being so loving, right? But it has to be authentic loving. Not it's again, this is not about a game or manipulating. I'm going to pretend to be grounded and peaceful when inside I'm fuming. It's about being honest. You can say, if you're fuming on the inside, you can say, I, I can feel myself feeling really agitated or real. I can feel a lot of anger rising up inside of me. You're not saying you're making me angry. You can say that, you know, this whole conversation is bringing up a lot of anger inside of me. And then if you can, if, if you understand what's really going on inside you and you communicate that, you say, what I'm realizing is that it's, it's connecting me to when I was, you know, whatever a child and I felt that I couldn't speak my truth and whatever it is. If you take responsibility for your own anger and upset or disappointment, you express what's going on, you're demonstrating to the other person how they could choose to be. Now, of course, you have no control over whether they choose that method of communicating right. or not, right? But that's a big distinction, what you just said about 
you're making me angry. Because when you say that, not only does that give your power away by saying you're making me feel this way, but it's also, you know, pointing the finger and the blame. You're making me angry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that not only is going to infuriate them that you're blaming them, but it's going to make you victimized. Yeah. And there's by no your power. language, whether you realize it or not, in an unconscious level, you become the victim. Whereas if you can say, due to this interaction, I feel some anger, that's different. That's just acknowledging that it's there. Yes. That's not pointing where, you know, where it came from. Because it probably, you know, go tracing back to the heart of it, as you said, that one interaction, that anger or upset or whatever it may be hurt coming from that one interaction probably wasn't all caused from that one interaction, right? It oh, may have sure. brought it up or quote unquote, as we say, triggered it, but it's from somewhere else over a period of time that creates it to such a level that elicits a reaction. Yes. And a lot of times the reaction is you're, it's great that you said it's not about the situation you're currently in. It, it, that's just triggered something from the past. And many times it's because of our interpretation of what's going on right now, our interpretation of what people are saying or doing and what we make it mean. Because many times I know even for myself, uh, in the past, you know, if I got upset with my husband, for example, about something, there's, have you ever noticed, let me just backtrack a bit. Have you ever noticed that sometimes you'll say something and somebody gets really upset and you you have no idea why, like your intention was not to upset them at all, but they, they, they fly off the handle off of a comment. And the reason is it's not your comment. It's their interpretation of it, what they made it mean. And that has happened with me in the past. Well, probably still happens. I can't say I'm completely, you know, not, not never get triggered, but where, where I'll get upset and my husband will look at me like, what did I say? And I realize it's my interpretation of what he said. So he could make a comment. And if it's, if my interpretation is actually connected to one of my core wounds, then that's where the trigger happens. And for me, I recognized a long time ago that one of my core wounds is feeling stupid because I, I was told that so many times growing up. I just felt like I was stupid. So if my husband or anybody said something that triggered that feeling of what you think I'm stupid, like even if they were trying to help and they gave me some idea, I'm thinking, what, you think I'm stupid? You think I didn't think about that? And I would get really upset. And here they are just trying to help me. And I'm like, you know, flying off the handle. That's So interpretation is such a big thing. And it reminds me of that philosophical argument with, with the sentence, uh, I never said he took your wallet. You can say that sense. If you just put emphasis on a different word each time you say it, it means an entirely different thing, but it's the same words. You could say, I never said he took your wallet. 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 Or you could say, I never said he took your wallet. So you could say, just by putting emphasis on a different word, it creates a whole new sentence. And that's kind of what, when, when you perceive something, you could say something, and just the way I perceive it, I could think it's something completely different than what you just said. Yeah, that's great. I've never heard that particular um, expression, and, and it's so true. And we all interpret things based on our own filters, based on our own beliefs, many of which are very limiting beliefs, based on our conditioning, based on our past experiences. And so that's why, you know, we trigger each other all the time, because we come from completely different experiences, even if you're brought up in the same household, 
you know, what triggers me is going to be different than what triggers my siblings. Because even though we were in the same dysfunctional home, we had our own individual experiences of that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so different things that happen in our lives are going to trigger us. And so that's why it's never about the other person. It's always, it always comes back to us. So if, and that's where the power is when, when we take full responsibility, like 100%, for every experience we have, every uh, relationship dynamic we have, every feeling we have. Again, it doesn't mean it's our fault if things aren't working out well. It just means now we have the power to do something about it. As long as mm-hmm. we keep saying, it, well, it's this, that, the other thing, and that's why my life is sucks or when my relationships are horrible, then you're stuck there. It all comes back to communication, right? It does. It all comes back to making sure everyone's on the same page. Everyone understands each other. And But uh, below that communication, there has to be intention. There has mm-hmm. to be intention to actually get along, to actually share love, to actually respect each other. Um, and then once the, I think once that's in place and once you establish that communication and as you, as you have been speaking about and you work on those boundaries, that's just going to enhance everything. Yeah, for sure. And and communication, you know, is something that unfortunately, we're, we're not taught in school. Like when you think about it, think back to your, you know, elementary school days, I used to be a school teacher. So I know what the curriculum is. I added some of my own when I was in there, because I knew even back then the importance of communication and dealing with conflict. And I used to have like, you know, um, class uh, meetings, to, to talk about, to give students the opportunity to express how they feel, to learn how to speak and listen, um, you know, not to interrupt each other, to, to really learn those communication skills. Because I knew, again, from my own experience that without the communication and knowing how to communicate authentically and lovingly, because you can be authentic and be very rude and very demeaning, and, and you can think that's authentic. I authentically think you're an idiot. Right. I mean, that's not going to go so well. Right? <laughs> I know. I really think. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, and, and really, when we call people names, what is that really all about? I mean, it, it's just our own inability to, where it, it's our anger. And again, it's our own unhealed mm-hmm. wounds. Because when you're feeling at peace within yourself, you're not going to want to say nasty things to anybody. Right. And, and that's another thing that is really important, I think, for people to understand is that. Whenever anyone is expressing themselves in a way that's really unloving and unkind towards another, that's a really clear indication that they are suffering and in pain. Now, that doesn't mean that what they're doing or saying is okay. It doesn't justify it. It doesn't mean you let people treat you like a doormat because, oh, the poor thing, they're suffering and they're in pain. No. But when we understand that, then we're able to have more compassion for them and communicate by letting them know it's not okay, but we can do so from an from a compassionate place and maybe even see if we can support them in healing from whatever's going on inside of them, if they're open to that. Well, Marisa, thank you so much for everything you shared, not only on this episode, but on the last episode. I want to remind people to visit you at magnifyyourmagnificence.com where they can also grab a copy of your book and connect with you across social media. This has been so much fun. Let's definitely do it again soon. I look forward to it. Thanks again for having me. Hey, everyone. I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the podcast. It really means a lot to me. Conversations are what I thrive on. It's something that I believe is so important for each and every one of us to have conversations that matter, to have conversations that connect us, to create relationships with each other. So the conversation that I have with the guests that are on the show, the conversations that the guests and I create to have with you are equally important and a great way for you to have 
conversations with us is to rate and review the podcast. So if you could go to Apple Podcasts, go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and rate and review this, it is much appreciated. And you can always find us at MediaMario.com. If you go to MediaMario.com, you can find all the things there. If you want to connect with the guests that I had on today or guests that I've had on the show in the past, you can go to MediaMario.com and get their information. If you want to connect with me and have a conversation with me, I welcome that. All my social links everywhere that you can find me all over the web is at MediaMario.com. So go there, visit us, connect with us. I'd love to have conversations with you. I hope you found value in today's show, and I can't wait to bring you the next conversation on the next episode of The Conversation Guy. Until then, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you real soon.